Why you come in and I put you there right away. Quick question on that clerk, if we have a minute, um, is that that's the way I got in this time too? Is that the way we should be coming in? Or should we be receiving a separate invite? You know, it, to be honest with you, um, you can, a lot of times the panelist invites for some reason, people have trouble with, um, it okay. really does not matter okay. how you get in as long as you get in. Okay. Good to so, know. Yeah, so whatever link you use, we're watching what's going on in the attendee list to see who's showing up because we, you know, have a list of applicants and other and public speakers and we keep an eye out for our staff and committee members. So it okay. really doesn't matter. We will always move you up the second we see you. It's just like you. when you joined, I saw you and I moved you up. Thank you. A quick note to the members of the public joining us this evening, if you'd like to make public comment or speak on a, an agenda item number, please use the chat feature to send the host a chat indicating the item number or the topic you wish to speak on. Thank you. Good evening, HPC members. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Hope you all had a good Thanksgiving. You as well. I, I ate too much. So if that's an indication of a good Thanksgiving, <laughs> that's then the yeah. point. <laughs> Right. Good. We're all here on our end, so we're happy to get started when the six o'clock hour comes. Just um, so you're One aware, minute. Vice Chair Prezel. Yeah. Okay. Great. Hey, looks like it's just about six o'clock. So with that, good evening and welcome to the Thursday, December 2nd, 2021 
regular meeting of the Historic Preservation Committee. Madam Clerk, can you please call the roll? Vice Chair Purcell. Here. Committee Member Soriano. Here. Committee Member Muller. Here. All right, roll is complete. Thank you. Um, this is the time we set aside for public communications to talk to talk about any item that is not on tonight's agenda. Madam Clerk, is there anyone who would like to speak to us on any item not on the agenda this evening? No members of the public have indicated that they wish to speak on an item not on the agenda. Thank you. Okay, great. With that, we will move on to the next item on the agenda, which is consent item number one, approval of the Historic Preservation Committee July 8th, 2021 meeting minutes. Um, did anyone have comments on the meeting minutes? I think committee member Soriano, this was maybe before you joined us. So, Mr. Muller, yeah, do you have any comments on the minutes? Uh, no comment. Okay, the only thing I caught was just um, in the roll call, my name is spelled incorrectly. Um, and I, I didn't catch anything else. We will fix that. I apologize, Vice Chair Pizzell. That's how most people say it anyway. <laughs> Um, okay, great. So I will make a motion to approve with that one correction of my name there. I'll second. Great, uh, vice chair Purcell. Uh, yes. Committee member Soriano. Yes. Committee member Muller. Yes. The motion passes. Great. And with that, we will move on to our consent item number two, which is approval of the 2022 HPC meeting calendar. Um, were there any edits or comments to the calendar? I have one question or a comment. Yes. Uh, there is a meeting scheduled for January 5. And I'm wondering if the staff has any indication as to whether there'll be a meeting called or this will fall into the, the following uh, meeting time in January. Yeah, thank you, um, Member Mueller. We will probably cancel that one um, as the city offices are closed the week prior, which would um, make posting the, hear the hearing packet um, challenging. So we'll most likely cancel that meeting to hold the second in in January instead. Okay, I, I probably will be traveling, but I might be available in any event, but uh, it's good to know. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Thank you for bringing that up. I actually had the same comment and I definitely will be traveling and hope not to be available. So <laughs> if, if, um, if, you know, just to let you know that as well, but it, you sounds got like it. won't be a problem. Okay, <laughs> great. Um, any other comments or questions on the calendar? Okay, great. So with that, I will make a motion to approve as presented. And I'll second. Vice Chair Purcell? Uh, yes. Committee Member Soriano? Yes. Committee Member Muller? Yes. The motion passes, thank you. Great. Um, and now we can move on to our formal item, item number three, which is project 14605, Blackstock Sander Building Historic Landmark Designation. Um, and I believe that we have a staff report. Yes. Hello. I want to make sure everyone can hear me okay. Yeah, we can hear you great. Okay. Well, thank you. My name is Jared Rosengren. I'm senior planner. I'd like to thank you, Vice Chair Pizzell. We are bringing uh, forth for you tonight a request for a local historic landmark designation for 384 East Main Street. Next slide. The property is located within the downtown specific plan area near the southwest corner of East Main Street and Oak Street. 
It is approximately 3,760 square feet in size and is entirely covered with building area. Next slide. The building is directly adjacent to the Bank of Italy building, landmark number 38, and it's close to other local landmarks as well. The uh, property is approximately 24 feet wide for most of its depth before it wraps around the rear of the adjacent building to the west. Next slide. The building is one story in height with an internal mezzanine. Available documents show a commercial building occupying the site from at least 1886 up to the present day. The building went through its last major remodel in 1938 and remained virtually unchanged from that time. The storefront display windows are separated by a narrow horizontal wood awning from a, a tall vertically scored cement parapet, which is capped by an extended cornice at the roof line. Next slide. Copies of the Sanborn maps that were provided from the applicant's information packet um, show that from at least 1886 until the late, 19, uh, late 1920s, the structures at this location were small wood frame structures whose purpose was commercial retail. The property went through a major remodel and redevelopment in 1938 when George Zander hired Arthur Froelich to modernize the building. And the building has changed very little since that time. Next slide. The property is one of the uh, several properties on the north and south sides of Main Street between Figueroa and Fur Streets that together form a contiguous and relatively intact grouping of buildings, which function historically as the city's primary commercial corridor from the late 1860s through the 1950s. And they were identified in the 2007 Historic Resources Survey Update Downtown Specific Plan Area uh, the survey we call the 2007 survey um, as a currently undesignated local historic district called the Main Street Commercial Historic District. Um, contributing buildings to this potential district um, date from the 1880s through the 1960s, and they generally retain their original appearance. Properties are typically one or two story commercial storefronts. They're built to the street. They're fronted with large display windows. Many of the buildings are vernacular in their design but while others uh, reflect pop, uh, popular architectural styles from their time and include Beaux Arts, Spanish Colonial Revival, Art Deco, Streamline Modern, and Mid-Century Modern Styles. Widespread facade updates along Main Street mostly coincided with the economic boom times of the 1920s and 1950s, and that the buildings that have been remodeled between the years 1870 and 1962 and largely retain their updated appearance today have been assessed as contributors to the potential district. Buildings that were assessed as non-contributing to the potential district are properties that have experienced updates and remodels after 1962. Next slide. Staff uses the Secretary of Interior Standards for Evaluation for our analysis, uh, which comprise the basis of historic resource evaluation throughout the United States. When used to guide analysis at the local level, the threshold for significance is adjusted to the local context. Uh, however, the principles are still applied in the same manner. Next slide. Municipal Code Section 24455 contains the local landmark criteria. Uh, the documentation prepared by the applicant and attached to the staff report describes how the property at 324 East Main Street is eligible for landmark status and as a historic district contributor to the potential Main Street Commercial Historic District. Um, beginning with criteria B, which involves the property's association with lives of persons who made a meaningful contribution to local history, the application material states that the building may qualify for landmark status for its association with James Blackstock and George Zander. In the early part of the 20th century, James Blackstock made a meaningful contribution to the, um, this development era through a combination of his oversight of utilities and investment in Main Street development, as long as as well as being a significant merchant. And George Zander was also a significant merchant, and he's associated with the community through the founding of Temple Beth Torah and the first Jewish section of Ivy Lawn Cemetery. Uh, staff appreciates the information provided by the applicant um, about these two men, 
but did not feel there was enough information provided to suggest that the Sedgwick property best represents the contributions of, of each of them to the development of Ventura. Um, the property isn't eligible just because it was owned or used by people uh, that uh, were members of an identifiable profession, class, or social ethnic group. Um, according to National Register Bulletin 15, the subject property should be compared to other associated properties to identify those that best represent the person's historic contributions. And therefore, staff doesn't believe the property is eligible under criteria B. Next slide. Criteria C involves how the property reflects or exemplifies a particular period of local history. And the attached report states that the building would be easily recognizable by historic contemporary or someone who would have been alive in the mid 1930s and therefore maintains a high degree of recognizable integrity. The building has remained a commercial building since at least the 18, uh, late 1800s and therefore has been a fixture of Main Street for at least 135 years. Its location and setting, materials, workmanship, and aesthetic feeling remain unchanged since 1938. Therefore, staff agrees that there is evidence that the, the Blackstock Xander building exemplifies the commercial architecture from the Great Depression and World War II period of significance to the degree they qualify as a local landmark and therefore is eligible for lo local landmark designation um, under criteria C. Next slide. Criteria D is how the property embodies the distinctive characteristics of a type, period, or method of construction. And the applicant's report states that the subject building exemplifies the evolution of, the, of Main Street during the mid-20th century, and that Arthur Froelich's use of scored cement in the facade is a character-defining element that identifies this time period. Staff believes the subject building does represent commercial architecture in the Great Depression and World War II period of significance, and embodies a particular type of method of construction. While it does not represent a particular architectural style, it does have a few distinctive features, such as the vertically scored cement and intact recessed storefront entrance with the terrazzo floor that would indicate eligibility under this criteria. Therefore, um, staff agrees that it is eligible for local designation under criteria D. Next slide. In the case of criteria E, which involves the property's association with the work of a master architect um, whose talents influence their historical period or work that otherwise possess high artistic value, the application, uh, applicant's information states that George Zander, uh, his employment of architect Arthur Froelich to apply the modernized, uh, modernization element of the scored cement as a design element is an identifiable application of a progressive style. Froelich was a no, very notable master architect who created several iconic structures in the Ventura area and outside the area. Uh, staff believes that because the subject building has remained virtually unchanged since 1938, when Arthur Froelich designed a major remodel, uh, and he is listed on the city's notable architect and builder list, that the building is eligible uh, under criteria E. Next slide. Uh, criteria F is for historic districts and is discussed. Uh, the property was identified as a district contributor to the undesignated Main Street Commercial Historic District in the 2007 survey. However, an individual property doesn't qualify as a landmark under criteria F. Next slide. Um, the California Office of Historic Preservation defines integrity as the authenticity of a historical resource's physical identity evidenced by the survival of characteristics that existed during the resources period of significance. The subject buildings maintains a high degree of recognizable integrity by an historic contemporary. The location and setting on Main Street remain the same in the design of the simple rectangular building clad with brick and scored cement front facade, the large display windows, recess entrance with the metal door, and um, trazo flooring is intact. Staff does agree that from the building's period of significance beginning in 1938, the exterior and interior have changed very little and appears mostly original. It is believed to meet criteria C, D, and E. Um, and however, staff is looking for HBC's concurrence or which criteria best uh, fit to designate the building as an historic landmark. Next slide. 
staff's recommendation is for the HPC to adopt a resolution recommending that the city council approve historic landmark designation for the Blackstock, Blackstock Xander building. And I did wanna make sure that you know that the applicant's representative, Cynthia Thompson, is here tonight and is ready to speak. Thank you. Wonderful, thank you so much for the presentation and the analysis as well, which was very extensive. Um, let's see. Do any committee members have questions of staff? Uh, committee member Mueller. Thank you, uh, it's a very complete report. Uh, I appreciate this and uh, I'm looking forward to discussing it today. On page two of the staff report under analysis, uh, I'll just read a, a paragraph off, but this, this comes up often. Uh, and, and to quote it, it says, the grouping of buildings uh, was identified in the 2007 Historic Resources Sources Survey Update Downtown Specific Plan Area 2007 Survey as a currently undesignated local historical district called the Main Street Commercial Historic District. I uh, I'm willing to expose my ignorance on this, but what is an undesignated uh, historical district, and how does it fit into the framework of downtown plans, historic districts, and and other criteria we would use to evaluate suitability of a property in a certain area? Um, thank you, Committee Member Mueller. Um, in 2007, with the two, the downtown specific plan um, area effort, when we created the 2007 downtown specific plan, we did a uh, survey of the entire downtown area. Uh, the historic consultant at that time identified um, existing landmarks, potential landmarks, as well as potential future historic districts. and. Um, identified this downtown historic commercial district um, with the the buildings that um, I described meeting that criteria um, as you know all as potential contributors to that future district. The, the district has never been designated, so um, we still use it as a tool uh, during our evaluations of of properties, and will um, you know inform everybody of how it was. Um, identified, but uh, it is kind of caught in between this um, identified on the survey, but not designated. And so what do you do with that? Um, I think it, um, for staff, we mostly use it as a tool and to be able to um, inform um, the HPC when um, projects like this come up. Well, thank you. Uh, I agree. It's perfectly descriptive. Uh, we know exactly what you're talking about. It's those commercial uh, shops that are along Main Street there that have been renovated over the years since the uh, early 20th century, right up to the 30s, and are, you know, as this one is, uh, still in, in good condition and, uh, and, and seem to fit a, a pattern there. Um, but it doesn't seem to make any difference uh, in terms of how we would evaluate anything uh, with respect to it being uh, some sort of undesignated commercial uh, historic district or or any, any other criteria, that, that, that was my confusion. Um, I have another question um, on page three, uh, you talk about uh, the staff agrees that from the building's period of significance beginning in 1938, the exterior and interior have changed very little and appears mostly original. It is believed to meet criterion C, D and E However, staff looks to HPC for concurrence. Okay, and then it goes on to say um, that, um, you know, you've listed the criteria starting with criteria B going through F, uh, you know, towards the end of your report, but there's no mention of any evaluation of criteria A. And on the application on page 11, they actually mention criteria A as, as this property, you know, apply, being applied to that. Um, perhaps rightly, perhaps not, but I'm wondering if if the fact that your report is silent on that means you don't uh, concur with the applicant's uh, uh, report or um, if it was overlooked or, or, you know, if it should be, uh, you know, something should be said about criteria A for completeness. Uh, thank you, committee member Mueller. Uh, we did look at criteria A 
Um, and we looked at, uh, at other landmarks that have been designated using criteria A and didn't find, uh, feel that this property met that um, same type of threshold. Um, properties that uh, met criteria A were um, buildings like City Hall or the Mission and um, felt that, um, uh, you know, though the significance and threshold for, for those types of buildings where, you know, major um, historic events or political um, places, um, this was as being a more typical uh, commercial storefront type building didn't quite meet that threshold. Um, so uh, it wasn't ignored, just didn't find it as um, relevant as the other criteria. Yeah, the, the um, page 11 uh, of the application states that, uh, you know, the property is associated with an event that has made a meaningful contribution to the local community. And then they put in parentheses, the Great Depression progressive movement. Uh, and that's criteria A of the historic uh, landmark definitions, uh, events that have made a meaningful contribution to the nation, the state, or the community. And um, I, I guess the depression didn't start on this uh, street or at that property. Uh, and so um, maybe maybe the, there's some confusion between the demarcation of historic errors that we have and the you know the actual events uh, as they occur someplace. Um, so thank you for that clarification. Uh, I find myself uh, in agreement with your analysis. Great. Did we have any other uh, questions of staff? Okay, seeing none. Um, I think it's time for us to open public hearing. Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who would like to speak on this item? Yes, I'm going to start by unmuting Stephen with the Santa Barbara Conservancy. Stephen, you've been unmuted. Or it could be with the San Buena Ventura Conservancy, but that, okay. that, that happens so a sorry. lot. It says SB Conservancy, <laughs> yeah. so gotcha. Thank okay. you. Your we time are, starts now. We are SB. Well, I was hoping to hear um, Cynthia Thompson speak because I think that's still part of the 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 applicant. But I I guess that's that's not going to happen. So I will I will go ahead and uh, make some assumptions. I I don't want to interrupt. Cynthia is she has indicated that she uh, has logged on and wants to speak. I just don't know how easily found she is. I can find her. I just thought she was an applicant, so we would bring her up at a different time, not okay. during public comment. Sorry. No problem. Vice Chair Prezella, after public comment, we can give the applicant an opportunity to speak or make any type of presentation. That would Absolutely. Be and sorry about that. That was, I just wasn't sure when to do that. So that was my No problem. Yeah. No problem. Thank you. Okay. Well, I guess I'm going to make some comments then that um, Cynthia can speak to. Um, so uh, I definitely support the landmark nomination, and uh, the conservancy supports it. But the um, I had some thoughts uh, that sort of speak to an assumption that that maybe you will recommend this as a landmark, and then the next step will be listing this, and how does the public see it. And what is the what is the sort of framework that that um, everybody understands this building? And one would be what is the historic name of the building? So Blackstock Xander doesn't really speak to um, the period of significance, which I believe is probably just 1938. And you might want to ask the applicant that um, because that is the day that it was designed as such. And uh, if it is a longer period of significance, it might be 1938 until 1948 when George Sander ran the business there. And his business was called um, the George Zander Men's Clothing Store. And so that might be the most appropriate name for the landmark because I'm not sure Blackstock really, Blackstock really figures into the picture at this point. He put up the bricks that are in the back of the building but if we're talking about a 1930s building and moving forward that way, then maybe that should be the landmark. If this is going to be under criterion C, D, and E, which is period of history, embodying distinctive characteristics, and master architect, 
and I, I concur with that, then um, I think it should be a, 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 about the business that was in there. Um, and, and maybe even the description should be George Zander Men's Clothing Store designed by Arthur Froelich, which is sort of the lead title that everybody sees when they see this landmark. So that's something for the um, board to think about. On page 12 of the attachment, which is Cynthia's report, there is um, a mention of 443 East Main Street, which is the Xander building, which is amazingly intact and may actually be a better representation of Xander's most association. Um, and so we can make that, make that distinction probably here. That is not being addressed as a landmark, but if we aren't going to associate this with Xander as a person, which is the HBC's call, then maybe we, we frame that as there is a more significant building from an association standpoint across the street in the Xander building. And that this was a 10 year period where he grew his building and then he moved. And um, Cynthia can probably speak more to that. Um, there's a, Paul Miller was talking a little bit about the period of significance in the context of the Great Depression and World War II, which is 1930 to 1944. And that is, in fact, confusing in the staff report because um, it does say that on page um, six of the staff report. The period of significance is the Great Depression, World War II, 1930 to 1944. That's actually not accurate. The context is the Great Depression. Mr. Schaefer, your time has expired. Thank you very much. Thank you. That is the only public speaker that has indicated they wish to speak. Let me know when you'd like us to bring up the applicant. I believe now would be great. Hi, Cynthia, I have unmuted you. Hi, can you all hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. And hi, Shafe. Um, well, I, I agree with staff's recommendation. I also, uh, first of all, let me to, to review history. I am the consultant that wrote the periods of significance and the entire historic context of the 2007 survey in 2007. I was a subcontractor to HRG at that time. So, the building is significant for um, the reasons that Jared expressed. Um, I am fine with staff's reasons for the criteria that they feel meets it. I also am fine with um, uh, the renaming of it. I just called it the Black Sox Xander Building because two very important men um, built the building for one and then remodeled it in 1938. But uh, um, uh, I think calling it George Zander's men's clothing store is fine. Uh, it just needs a historic name to determine that it is historic. So I'm fine with staff uh, accepting that name if that's agreeable to staff. The only reason I didn't evaluate the George Zander building across the street is because I was not hired to do so. So, um, you know, this is was the most prominent Xander building um, uh, in 1938 as it had his name on it. And um, I am not familiar with what era and what year um, the, the other George Xander, the Xander building was constructed, but I would very much like to be able to evaluate that building. Do you have any questions of me? Um, I have a question, Cynthia. Thank you for the information and for the very thorough report. Um, I was wondering what your thoughts were about Criterion A. Well, and you mention it in the report, but you don't go into it at the detail of the others. So I was no, just curious. I, I felt that it represented the beginning of the, the modernization period. In the survey, there are two um, periods that are recognized in the um, why the building is of note, whether as a district contributor or as a suggested landmark. And those two periods are either 
a representative of early 20th century development in downtown or representative of mid-century modernization. And the word modernization is used um, in downtown. In the 1940s newspaper article from which the original 1938 facade is depicted, that was and explained in the newspaper article, if you look in my um, my application, and by the way, I am not the applicant. I am the applicant's consultant. That's a very big distinction. So, but I do represent the applicant tonight. But anyway, the mid-century really begins in the late 30s and travels to the 1960s. And so I felt that it represented um, uh, as an association with event of the modernization period of downtown Main Street. And again, remember, a, a consultant's things that you read in a report are a consultant's opinion. <laughs> That's the truth. And I see you smiling there, Paul. Um, uh, it's, it's an opinion and it's a suggestion, but I know that it has to be that's why our government works the way it does it has to be then uh, digested by the staff at uh, the agency or the government and then it is vetted by a body such as yours so uh, you know i i felt it it uh, represented the association of the event of the modernization of downtown uh, at the in the uh, mid-century of uh, the 20th century but mm, it one other thing, a fault of mine is that I give too many rec criteria recommendations. Over and over again, if you see the 20 years of landmark applications that I've done, I tend to do that and it, it really confuses staff constantly. <laughs> the important, <laughs> according to our criteria in the municipal code, we only need one criteria in order for it to qualify as a landmark. So I was pleased that that staff felt that three were qualifying as a landmark. And I consider this all a part of the process. As I said, applicant, consultant opinion, city vetting, and then agency or you guys vetting. Does that answer your question? Uh, yes, it does. Um... I do have another question um, yes. regarding, as Shade brought up, the period of significance, I'm assuming is, a, I believe you state just 1938, yes? It is recognized in 1938 in the newspaper as the modernization of Main Street. So the truth would be 1938 would be its period of significance. Hmm. That is true. I agree with Shafe on that. Okay. I'm trying to get my notes up, which are not cooperating with me. Um, it is any... one of go ahead. Go ahead. It's it... one of the only times in print that it actually speaks of the modernization of Main Street, and that was part of an article that was celebrating Bargain Days, or a, 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 an event that was held for a long time in downtown Main Street promoting downtown businesses. And fascinating, fascinating news article that in, engulfed the entire Ventura County Star where it highlighted the 300 block, the 400 block, and the 500 block. And in the, the 300 block, there actually was a picture with a news caption saying, this represents the modernization of Main Street. And that kind of facade in 1938 would have been significant because it was different from the others. Okay, great. Thank you, Cynthia. Um, I I do have another question. Were you able to tell out there? It, I'm assuming you visited the site. It. I also went down there. It looks like in that newspaper article, the one with the photograph, I think the one you were just talking about, maybe. Yeah. The, yeah. It looks like maybe that 
that pe the lower portion of the I I don't know if I should call it a cornice, but it's like the band that divides the storefront from the yeah. concrete portion. So did it in that photo? It looks like maybe that was some kind of formed. I don't know if it was metal or what it. No, I mean, now it's just wood. Can you? Is there any indication that that's under there? There's no building records that point to the removal of what looks like a frame. Mm -hmm. Is that how you would describe it? It looks I like guess, a frame. Yeah, yeah. And that, that could have been removed at some time, but there is no record in the building records that that happened at a particular date and time. I wish it was still there. I I like that feature, so that's why I was curious if if we thought uh, maybe, maybe Tom Bell will put it back. <laughs> I don't know, great. but. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, did any of the uh, other committee members have questions for Cynthia while we have her? Um, a question of staff, will we be able to bring her back if we want, if we had additional questions after we get moving here? Uh, so, uh, Vice Chair Prezell, um, this would be the time for asking the applicant questions and then we would close the public hearing and um, okay. just deliberate. If you wanted to ask further questions, you just need to open the public hearing back up and ask okay. for further questions. Okay. I feel like there's a possibility of um, of that occurring here. But um, did any, Mr. Muller, did you have any questions of Cynthia? Oh, well, uh, no, uh, I, I agree mostly with what um, she has uh, commented. Um, I think with respect to criteria A, um, I'm more aligned with what uh, Jared had uh, mentioned where, uh, you know, it, it, it represents the locus or, or ground zero of some event uh, and not necessarily representation of the effects of some event, which, you know, that's a semantic issue. And uh, we could probably spend a lot of time on this, but uh, at the same time, criteria A is, uh, neither necessary nor sufficient for the uh, purpose. So uh, I, I like to hear Cynthia's opinions always, uh, but we may disagree slightly here. Because I felt that way at the time. And, uh, but I, again, as I said, it is a process. I put forth my judgment and the criteria that I feel that a building, um, you know, would qualify on knowing that it only takes one criteria to qualify a landmark. Um, and then I rely on staff in order to sort of pick out what they agree with. And perhaps that's the reason that I give too many criteria that I, I you know, um, it's, it's, I should cut down on that actually. Um, but, uh, you know, I felt that it did represent uh, the event of the beginning of the modernization excuse me, of Ventura, downtown Main Street, and that it was publicly acknowledged in a newspaper. So that's what made me go towards the event. A, criteria A. But I'm okay with it being eliminated because the most important thing is that the building becomes a landmark because it has three criteria that everyone can agree on at the moment. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for the information and maybe we will be speak speaking with you in a little bit. And with that, we will close the public hearing and we can deliberate. Um, do you guys, maybe it would be useful if we just work through the criteria um, one by one. Uh, does that sound like a plan? Sure. Okay, so I'm going to pull up. Make sure I have Cynthia's report here. I accidentally closed all my documents, so now I'm frantically trying to open them back up. Um, well, I guess we can start with A, um, since we were already kind of on that topic. Um, committee member Soriano, I mean, committee member Mueller, I think we know your opinion on that one. Yes. Yeah. Um, should I go ahead? I, yeah, I, go for staff, it. I agree with staff on on that on that one too. That it's not um, it doesn't meet the criteria under A. 
Okay, my feeling on that one when when I when I first read it, read everything, I did actually agree with staff. And then when I went back, I read the report again right before the meeting and I started to think that I felt like A was really appropriate. Um, and I think that comes from my experience working with using national register criteria where patterns of events really are, it's very clear that patterns of events are considered events. And so I feel like the modernization of Main Street is a pattern of events um and so i feel i feel like it's applicable but i do realize that it seems like the interpretation locally is that it's more isolated events um and so i'm fine without going for a as well um so with that it seems like we all generally agree on on that at this point yeah i feel like if it was a district contributor then I think A might be more applicable to the district, but yeah. that's not what we're talking about now. So, but as a standalone, I, I didn't feel like A was as, uh, that it's significant enough under A. Okay. Um, okay, so we can probably move on to B then. Did anyone want to um, jump in? Committee Member Mueller. Well, I, uh... I know that the staff has uh, decided, according to their report on page four, that no evidence was provided to suggest that the subject property best represents the contributions of James Blackstock or George Zander to the development of Ventura, um, that staff doesn't believe the property is eligible under B. And I think technically that's, uh, that's probably the correct judgment. Um, I would like to propose, however, that in the event we approve the landmark status that uh, we put into the public record in this meeting here um, some words about uh, James Blackstock and uh, George Zander and their contribution to our uh, community uh, during their lifetime. Uh, just a paragraph, it wouldn't have any policy or, or uh, you know, judgment implications. Uh, but it would be an appreciation of their lives and efforts uh, that uh, we are just now uh, designating the, uh, you know, the landmark um, remains of. Uh, and and we're, I think we're leaving out the people in this, which uh, I think uh, is a shortcoming. But you do agree with the assessment? Yes, I accept, speaking? I, yeah, I accept okay. it. Staff's assessment and recommendation uh, on the technicality they they d decide, uh, but um, uh, you know unless uh, the the planning department or legal counsel has some objection, uh, I would propose that we add an addendum to our submittal here that that states that uh, we appreciate the uh, contributions of those two individuals in the past towards the development of the downtown. And that uh, you know they were uh, significant members of their community. Okay, I'm just making a note of that so I don't forget when we go to make. A I motion. have it all written out when we're ready. Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, committee member Soriano, did you um, feel any differently on B? I I kind of do, particularly for George Zander because of his contributions to Temple Beth Torah. Um, he was a merchant on Main Street. Um, and he contributed to our local history, I think, in a strong way, and particularly with Ivy Lawn Cemetery, I think that was fairly well supported. Um, I think there was a technical, it was, I don't know where it is now. It was, it described the criteria B, and I thought, okay, it could go either way. Um, I think it said it was, it needed to be indicative of I have the, um, I don't and have the staff report open, but I do have the, um, the application open, the applicants. Okay. Uh, description open. I had it open, but sorry, it's as I need a I second. Was, oh I yeah. Take your time. Monitor. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, I have some guidance open the local okay. guidance, which says that. If the applicant is proposing designation under historical resource designation criteria B for significant person, 
the property should be evaluated in the context of other properties that the individual may have have owned and or occupied. A discussion of the important person's achievements and the dates of the achievements should also be included and demonstrated that the person occupied the property during the identified period of significance. Um, Given I, that we haven't evaluated all of Xander's buildings or contributions to our city, that's a that's a tougher that's a tougher call. Yeah, I personally feel like the argument could be made for either one of these, but I don't feel like it is currently made in the current application. So I would recommend if, I mean, we're obviously going to move forward with a designation under some criteria. I would recommend if the applicant and or Cynthia and or anyone else in the community that loves to do these things for fun, um, wants to later add criteria B, I just think it needs to be fleshed out a little bit more and more comparative analysis um, needs to be provided and just a little bit more in-depth research. Uh, in, in, B is a hard one, I think, personally. Yeah. So I just think we need a little more if we were gonna go for that. So I'm happy <laughs> to move on without that for now, if you guys are. Yes, okay. definitely. Okay. So it can be added later. That's something I wasn't sure about. So I guess that's a question of staff. I mean, I assume it could be added later. Once an evaluation is, is made on other Xander properties or Blackstock. I don't know that much about Blackstock. Is, is yeah, staff? Um, go ahead. I'll weigh in a little bit. Um, yeah, a uh, 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 landmark can always be revisited. And you know, redesignate it, or the designation be um, uh, uh, amended. So, in the future, if um, more information comes to light and it wants to be added to to the record, that's totally appropriate. Okay, great. Thank you for that information. Thank you. Um, and so, with that, we can probably move on to C, reflecting or exemplifying a particular period of national, state, or local history. Um, I believe we all agreed on this. Did any discussion? I wish that piece of architecture was still there, whatever you call that, as Cynthia called it, the frame and that signage, I really wish was still there, but still has some things going for it. Um, any, any further comments on C? Or D, I guess we pretty much go right into D, embodying the distinctive characteristics of a type period or method of construction. Committee member Mueller. Yeah, I'd just like to comment that um, I think this is fortuitous that uh, we're undertaking to evaluate these from the standpoint of the 1938 timeframe and not try and reconstruct all of the uh, the storefronts that were there in the 1890s and early 1900s with the horses and the carriages. I mean, some of those pictures really show the diversity of uh, of downtown back then. Uh, but this, uh, you know, these uh, these properties are still in 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 uh, salvageable shape, if if not good shape, uh, as this one is. And uh, you know, it it will give us, uh, I think, a little more um, uh, of a um, a guideline for what to do with the, uh, the downtown uh, commercial district. Yeah, I appreciate that. And one of the things that just to put out there, I don't think it's actually applicable in this situation after going out and really looking at the building. Um, but it did make me think when I first read the, the nomination, I thought, um, well, what if we designated this thing? And then as you know, 1938, and then in 20 years, someone's interested in restoring the building back to, you know, an earlier time period that would be really not doable with CEQA. So, I mean, because you'd have a resource, you'd have a period of significance to find. So I did think about that, but I think it's not an issue. It's not a consideration with this building, the way the structure is, but um, it just is something to think about for the future. But also this, I guess this area, this is all already a district contributor with the, um, the later period of significance, you would run into the same thing, even with it just being in the district, but just interesting to think of those things, I guess. Um, did we have any other comments on C or D? Okay. 
let's see. Um, okay, E. Um, how do you guys feel about E? I mean, I feel Froelich is definitely a master architect. I don't, he's done a fair amount. I mean, more in LA, but some in Ventura. Um, I don't think that our code actually states that it has to be like a highly representative example of, I kind of feel personally like it's, it's not an amazing example of his work, but I don't think that our code requires that it be. So if other people feel strongly about uh, keeping this criteria in, I'm amenable. I'd like to keep this criteria in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it talks about a master architect being involved. It doesn't talk yeah, about being the most uh, famous uh, uh, you know, building. So I think I think it, I think it was correctly identified as a criteria that's applicable. Okay, okay, and um, then moving on to F, which is not applicable, right? Because we are dealing with a singular resource. Um, and I believe that's it. I think we just ran through those. That was pretty good. Um. Let me look at the agenda here, because I believe we're going to have to make a motion at this point if we are ready to do so. <clears throat> Were there any other comments before we go ahead and do that? Mr. Mueller, go ahead. Well, I was going to uh, propose uh, I could do it by motion or we could simply discuss it. I'll read out a paragraph that I've written that I think should be uh, part of our report to the city council. Uh, although not impacting, uh, you know, any of the criteria or the, the judgments that uh, we're going to vote on from a, uh, a uh, decision standpoint. But I think we should say that uh, this recommendation for historical landmark designation of the Blackstock Xander building rests primarily on architectural, historical and technical issues. The Historical Preservation Committee, however, would like to acknowledge that the two gentlemen from which the building takes its name James Blackstock and George Zander were exemplary citizens from our past who added to the commercial development of downtown Ventura and whose lives made a lasting contribution to their individual communities. That sounds great. I did wanna, it reminded me when you brought up the name of the building, um, the comment that Stephen Schaefer had, which I think we probably should address, although I'm not sure we're equipped with all the information we have to rename this landmark right now. So. I, I do think that should be fleshed out um, and maybe we can put that in our motion. I mean, I would be fine if just between, even just if staff took that on, I think just some, maybe in, in coordination with Cynthia or if Cynthia has a recommendation, I don't know, how do you guys feel about that, about the name? There Are there other Blackstock Xander buildings? There are other Xander buildings, correct? I believe that, Yes, there are. There's another Xander building, but I don't think it's designated, but it's known as that. I don't believe there's any uh, building with the Blackstock namesake. Um, but I do recognize the point of like if we're if the period of significance is 1938. Um, we probably want to make sure whatever it's called is applicable to that period of time. Um, and it's just the most, I, it sounded like Cynthia just kind of went with the name. Maybe we just need a little bit more investigating on, on what the name should be. Well, the application states, uh, that the, uh, historic name of the property is the Blackstock Xander building. Circa it is. And, and, uh, you know, that's a name and we could make up another one, but I'm not sure where, you know, where the paperwork uh, falls out on that. If we're, yeah. Uh, if we're somehow um, cutting across, uh, you know, what's already been submitted. Yeah, I don't want to personally on the on a whim pick another name. So um, I think either we go with what is is proposed currently or. Um, well, I think I heard that it could be changed at some point if needed or if desired. Uh, I suppose that's another hearing, but on the other hand, 
uh, it seems like the clearest way to do it uh, if um, if we've already got uh, an application in place and a project and everything all the paperwork has got got what it has yeah I think why don't we go with that and we can if um, if at a later point um, Cynthia or even Shafe, anyone in the community that wants to do some research and come back to us with the proposed name we'd be happy to consider if staff is okay with that but I think um, I'm not I'm not comfortable just changing the name on the spot right now without thoroughly um, considering. So I think we go with what we have. And if if somebody wants to come back in the future, we'd be happy to consider whatever is more appropriate. That sounds good to me, too. Is that OK from the staff yeah. standpoint? OK. OK, wonderful. I think we're ready to make a motion. I'm not prepared, so. Mr. Mueller sounded prepared over there. I will get prepared if I need to. Well, maybe I need to make a separate motion to to state that we're going to add this uh, paragraph that I've put together here or not. Uh, if we uh, approve the uh, application or not, uh, so that we have that done, we're not trying to mix that in with, um, you know, something that that bears directly on the application. Okay, so if you'd like to make that motion first. Um, right, so I propose, uh, I move that we uh, attach uh, a paragraph of appreciation to our submittal to the, um, of the city council uh, that reads as follows. Uh, this recommendation for historical landmark designation of the Blackstock Xander building rests primarily on architectural, historical, and technical issues. The Historical Preservation Committee, however, would like to acknowledge that the two gentlemen from which this building takes its name, James Blackstock and George Xander, were exemplary citizens from our past who added to the commercial development of downtown Ventura and whose lives made a lasting contribution to their individual communities. I hope our uh, I hope our recording secretary got all that. I, I I doubt. I will second your motion. Actually, Chairperson Mueller, would yes. you mind at the very end of that saying our community instead of their individual communities? Would that That's be okay? better? Yeah, I I agree. Uh, make a lasting contribution to our community. Yeah. Thank you. I will say roll call, please. Vice Chair Purcell. Yes. Committee member Soriano. Yes. Committee member Muller. Yes. Motion passes. Okay, and with that, I would like to make a motion to recommend that city council approve a historic landmark designation. For the currently named Blackstock Xander Building under criteria C, D, and E. Second. Roll call, please. Vice Chair Purcell. Yes. Committee Member Soriano. Yes. Committee. Sorry, Committee Member Muller. Yes. The motion passes. Wonderful. Um. Okay. With that, um, staff communication. Um, staff and committee members, do we have any items to report that may be of interest to other committee members or the public? Anything from anyone or staff? Thank you, Vice Chair Prezell, uh, committee members, if it's okay to give a brief staff update. Yeah. Um, at, our, at the last HPC meeting, uh, the HPC reviewed the draft streamlining ordinance um, and made recommendations onto city council. That is going before the city council um, this coming Monday, December 6th. Um, one of the um, requests of the HPC was for that to be peer reviewed by a historic consultant. Um, that has occurred and we have um, received feedback from the consultant that was reviewing it. They had just minor clarifications on, on word choice or how things were arranged to make things a little bit clearer. Um, and so those have been 
incorporated into the ordinance that is going before um, the uh, city council. There is a, uh, that staff report that is going out today. We'll have a separate attachment that will outline what those changes are and also in the um, agenda report that is being presented to city council. So um, if you are interested in looking at that, um, that will be available for review for the city council and the public. Um, and that's the um, only update besides have a happy holiday and a happy new year. And we will see you in 2022. Oh, it looks like Andy has something too. Sorry, Andy, go ahead. That's okay, Vice Chair Prezell. If I may, um, I wanted to indicate in case you didn't know that the city attorney, Greg Diaz is retiring and um, he, but his retirement is ineffective until February 14th, but he will be out of the state in his new home beginning the end of this month. So I have been, uh, he has appointed me as the acting city attorney for those couple of months until a new recruitment is completed. And so uh, I will be asking Meg Lorenzen uh, in our office to serve as your legal counsel for these meetings. So when you come back in the first of the year, Megan should be the attorney that you see. So I just wanted to introduce her, let you know why I'm not there. And um, and assuming that someone else is selected for the uh, eventual position uh, as city attorney, then I'll be back uh, here March or April, whenever. So just wanted to give you that, uh, that update. Thank you. Great, thank you so much. And congratulations maybe on your, <laughs> your new role if uh that's something you're looking forward to um and if we don't have anything else anyone else i'm going to adjourn have a good thank evening you, everybody thank, thank you. you you too